Let's jump right into it. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective Podcast. This is Matthew Pfeiffer. Opposite me, I'm Kevin Miner, and we're going to talk about processed coffees packaging. Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, this, this Dude, coffee's... The packaging is insane. It's so good. I haven't sipped the coffee yet, but yeah, we can get right into it. First of all... I have sipped the coffee and can verify this Rwandan coffee is delicious. It's um, jammy right it is it is jammy i would actually uh looking at the box now and kind of like going through the actual notes i would say the uh stone fruit and cinnamon stick out particularly but the fudge and jam are present in both body and aftertaste yeah for me it's a body thing right Uh uh-huh it's like a viscosity sort of thing it is really really good um yeah i i really just wanted to start this conversation off by like First of all, thanking Ben, our homie, yeah. for sending me an extra box. Oh my god! And and just for sending you an extra VHS <laughs> for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for people, uh, I would first of all, I would go. Do we have his um, website on hand? Like, do you know what it is? Is it like processcoffee.com? We'll link it in the description for the podcast episode. But go to process. Go, f- go to process coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, really, go to his Instagram. I'm just I'm looking you know, it up. I'm looking yeah, it up yeah. so I can verb it. And then ultimately buy his VHS tapes, which are actually packages of coffee. It's beautiful and a nice throwback for anybody who's old enough and like vintage hipster for anybody who's not old enough to remember right. VHSs, oh, yeah. right? right? Like, it, But it also just like if you stand this up in your coffee area, it just looks nice. Like the the old school uh, chromatic shift of the VHS tape because it looks like the tapes that you used to get to record videos yes and these are the cases that would be on the outside of tapes that people use to put in those big chunky cameras when yeah, they were recording right. like their first skate video and ben's <laughs> a big skater so everything kind of like ties back together in this nice little loop you know yeah, yeah. so i would say so i, I found the url because i just okay. wanted straight up process.coffee done just go there check it out because i can only we can only verbalize what these packages look like but yeah. i said to you and i'm going to stand by this like we've seen some really cool packaging in coffee yes this is the best packaging i've ever seen this is the best packaging and there's a difference between branding and packaging because right. branding is like yeah what's your graphic design what's your label look like what's the name of the coffee how does it stand out have you made it artistic or have you made it just kind of straightforward like what are you leaning into and how do you want people to perceive you as a brand this is packaging and branding it's because, an experience yeah it's so good yeah, I love it. And I'm definitely now I'm buying some because so, of this. So opening the package, what you do is you've got you've got the the semi um, the semi open box, uh, like the sleeve on one end. And yep. on the other hand, on the other end is what looks like the VHS cassette. Yes. That you would pull sliding out of the packaging. So you yes. pull the cassette looking piece out. And it's hollow, of course, but it contains a small bag of coffee that's sort of flattened out. So awesome. And so the experience is like pulling a VHS cassette out of the, out of the case. And yeah. it, it, it looks cool. The coloration is very 90s. Yeah. You know, 80s. It, it that's is 80s. 80s You're right. Yeah. yeah. You know what it reminds me of? What? John Mayer's uh, Sob Rock. Yeah. John Mayer's newest record, Sob yeah. Rock. Same color uh, scheme. Yeah, you know, dude, so good. And honest, like the, he picked he picked good colors for it. The design's awesome, and the coffee's great. So really, it's a win win win. What I want to know, this. and and what I'm gonna have to do is beg Ben to come back on the podcast so we can talk about it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, is the level of detail 
that goes into this packaging. There's no way in hell that this packaging is cost effective. There's no way. It definitely is. There's got to be a way that it's cost effective. There's, there's got to be a way. It's built into the price. It, it has to be. I mean, yeah, that's we'll true. The him. coffee was not cheap. Yeah. And it's not like, I, I think it's only like oh, six or eight ounces me, of coffee. Let me correct but. you on that. The experience matches the price point. I think so. Yeah. But even still. It's not that the coffee wasn't cheap. It's that you get all of this. I The first thing I asked you was like, oh, can I put other coffee in this VHS tape after I'm done with it? Uh, and you said, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's so... I mean, but I want these so that I can put other coffees in them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I know people be like, what are those VHSs? I'll be like, this actually this month. It's this, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what's up. So and to me, though, like because we we delved into, you know, the, the whole process, no pun intended, of like buying coffee, roasting it. Yes packaging it, shipping mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and figuring out it, figuring out all of the economics behind it. Yeah. What's it's our cost? Hard. What are we making? Yeah. yeah. What's our margin? It's and in coffee, it's yeah. not very large. I mean, you, you've got no. a very slim margin on most coffee. Yeah. So I'm really interested to, to hear about, um, the, first of all, how he had this made. Did he do any of it by hand? Yeah. Um, who did he work with? Because mm-hmm. the quality of the materials are great. The level of attention to detail on that inner box yeah. where you have like, um, you know, the, the inner box that's supposed to be the VHS cassette has like some indentation to it to make it mm-hmm. look even more like uh, a cassette tape. Yeah. But it uh, it also has just like little bits of text that say like you know I think it says like uh, like groovy coffee inside or something like yeah. that and I just I gotta know it's so good it's so good yeah. so shout we gotta out, know what it costs shout out to Process Coffee uh, Ben in Belfast yeah you slay Rock. it and also shout out to Mark uh, Mark Cunningham, Cunningham for introducing for us introducing to us the homie to yeah yeah who I just chatted with yesterday Mark Cunningham will you tell me about that because uh, <laughs> uh he's I, the man and I asked him when he was going to do sports again on his podcast oh because yeah he, it was past the brew for a long time right. and then he actually it was really cool because he he let me know that because I was like oh I thought you know past the brew was like sports and coffee and then it changed into the shop table and that happened naturally because he just realized he was getting better coffee guests yeah and people who were more into coffee and less into sports even though there's still a lot of crossover um, and so I think I think he said that his intention with it is like if he gets the opportunity to do like what's more of a past the brew style episode where they're talking about sports and coffee, Mm. he'll do that. Like if the guest is right, right, you know, like if he brought you and I on, we probably would not do past the brew. Yeah, we would do. We would do coffee talk. What sports is he into? We came back on his podcast. Uh, He loves. He runs fantasy football. Football. He I think he like kicks butt at it. Like at least he hasn't told me he kicks butt at it. But like you know, like when someone talks about something and you can tell that they're kind of being humble about being good at it. That's the feeling that I got. Mm -hmm. Like was was he was like holding back a little information and and maybe a little bit of excitement because I'm not the right person to share that with because you know I and we I know what you mean. We talked about this too. I played sports i don't want to watch them and he has friends who have played in like professional leagues that are the same way they're like i do it all the time i don't want to watch it in my free time yeah the way that i am about that kind of thing is um i know in my in you know i know deep down every uh every pastime hobby has layers and layers of complexity to it yeah and you can be like passively into something or uh, actively into something and and as you 
spend a lot of time in like whatever hobby or interest you're you're like looking at it just like more and more information presents itself and more and more expertise presents itself and my brain always wants to just dig 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 down into like the most complex the most um hardcore i guess that you can go that's like that's how i went with coffee and crypto and like you know, um, music for a long time. So like if you're an enthusiast, right, you're not someone who gets passively into something. So like, for instance, magic, the gathering, we sat down and there, (laughs) there was, there are all these rules and all these terms. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to be, I I don't want (laughs) to be passively engaged in something like that. I want to nerd out and have all of the understanding of something. Well, you're lucky because you've got Nick and I, who will probably drag you into another commander game. Yeah, no good nerd out with you. Yeah, it's actually (laughs) I mean, we don't have to touch on that, but that is the the most complex game I think I've ever played. It's certainly it's so complex. Yeah. Yeah. And I got into it this past year. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I well, I played it as a kid. Okay. And then I got a little bit. I got back into it this past year because they did. They have planes of existence, right? They're all different worlds. Mm. And one of the ones that they did was a Norse slash metal music kind of themed world. And I was like, I'm in. That's I'm it. back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic. I'm in Hasbro toys. Thanks for releasing that for this adult child. Wow. Uh, talk, yeah. a, talk about a like a behemoth of a a behemoth of a corporation. Hasbro toys. They acquired Wizards of the Coast, which is a company that runs Magic the Gathering yeah. and D&D. So anything that comes out that's like D&D or Magic the Gathering is Hasbro toys. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you're, you're adults and you're buying things from a toy company, but it's the same company you've been buying from since you were a kid. That's and it's cool. stuff that you can like make adult-ish. Good, you on, know? good on these types of companies for like, like continuing to give people things to buy even as they become adults. Yeah. Like, th- like very interesting. Here's something really interesting and cool about we don't have to delve into it, but Magic the Gathering is the first time I ever heard Zerzem pronouns. Whoa. In a story. Because they had a story with a um non-binary planeswalker. Like one of their characters in their main story is Zerzem. And I was like, whoa, I'd never read it before. And I was like, there it is. That's cool. Now That's has, first has it, time. Has it been there for a long time or is no, this a new, new, okay. new brand new? Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, like, you know how I am. Like the novel experience of reading something for the first time. is amazing. Totally. Like, I'm just like, yeah, heck I'm only excited about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. Man. So let's, let's back up a little back bit and I want to, Let's, I want to know, I mean, I guess I know, but let's recap. Where have you been for the last couple of weeks? Because well, we had to take a little bit of time off of the podcast. And, we did. Yeah. Well, we took most of December off, we right? Did. Because the holidays were crazy this year for yeah. both of us. Um, you know, that like everybody knows the Omicron variant made things hard and it made a lot of obstacles to yep. navigate. Yep. I've actually, you know, both, uh, both ladies of my household got it. And you so did I not. did have to quarantine. No, I didn't. I'm well. I'm vaccine I mean, boosted. You know, I, yeah, you, you maybe I got it. Was ace- who yeah, knows? Yeah. I don't care. Like, I I did the quarantine. I I'm just doing everything that I can to be correct. But yeah. those obstacles on top of like working more in depth in the coffee industry than I think I have as of yet. Mm-hmm. You know, for stacks um, actually has made me pretty busy. And at the end of the day, yeah. I'm pretty spent. Um, 
And that's, and, by the way, that's really, I know that that's really good for you yeah. as well, like mentally. Yeah. You know, do like working in a field that you're passionate about, doing a job that is new to you. And I mean, from the outside, it looks like you're, you're excelling at it. It looks like you're doing a pretty good job. I and, feel good about it. There are days where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'll sometimes be thinking about like how numbers are going to look in the future. Like I had a moment this week where like, uh, an account bought their second like order yeah. off of us faster than I thought they would. And it was like a, a brow wiping nice sigh of relief type you, moment. I was like, Oh, you can okay, project that, that was out the right choice. Okay. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's dude. It's awesome. I, you know, it's funny. I wanted to get i wanted to get on like our instagram and like post something about us taking a little break or something and i have a feeling you probably felt the same way totally like toward the end of december early january to like communicate that with people like Um, nobody cares well you know i think people care i think people care but i think less people care than what you think it is because when you go to interact with a number that's large on mm. a social media platform. It feels like you're interacting with that number when really what you're interacting with are like the five to 10 people who actually care. Right. right? Um, and really ultimately, I don't know who needs to hear this, but like you don't owe the digital world, anything you don't owe right. anybody a, a status update on your life. You don't owe them that. And even if you're running a small company, you don't have to over explain everything that you're doing at every moment to everybody in order for them to understand and empathize with you, your brand, whatever it is you're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. you need to be communicative, but that's different mm-hmm. you know and so ultimately i was just like well we're just gonna feel out what we're up to right now and mm-hmm. it feels good to be back here yeah. in our space yeah chatting well really in your living room yeah right? we're in my living room uh, today because it's cold not the podcast in up, upstate new york right now like Freezing. on average is you know single digits to minus digits negative Fahrenheit. nine this morning uh this morning really this morning negative nine yeah it was negative nine on thursday friday on th- friday morning when i drove into work it was minus nine it's chilly it's very yeah. very cold so we're above ground yeah hanging out in the living room i've been like on the week-to-week basis i've been getting in touch with people who are in our um network yeah but not on social media so like i'm in touch with ryan <clears throat> mcnaughton we're chatting about roasting and cupping and coffee and our experiences in it i'm i'm in touch with nick fernia i'm in touch with you know the people who matter to our inner circle right the people who are most interactive in that circle mm-hmm. um you nick 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 ryan nick <laughs> all the nicks <laughs> so many um like everybody in that i've been in touch with but i haven't been doing things outwardly for upstate coffee collective because really still can't gather a lot of people. Yeah. Right. It's, it's been too like hard. 20, 2019. We had a bunch of meetings. We had a meeting every month. Yeah. And we still can't get back to doing that yet because one, some of the people that we would want to come would find it irresponsible, possibly offensive. And I don't want to offend those people by doing something that they can't do. You know, yeah. it feels like you're waving it in their face and like everybody can feel how they want to feel about it, but I don't want to offend people. So I, I'm not setting up any meetings. I'm not setting meetups anytime soon. I'm waiting until like I can comfortably go to a concert before I get 20 people together. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it is also, you know, this like uncertainty 
via like rules. Yeah. You know, like, are, you know, are people going to have to mask? Um, is everybody going to be like wearing their mask properly? Uh, is everybody going to be comfortable gathering in large groups? Uh, will the business feel it's, it's, it's a multi-variable problem yeah. that it's just, it's an infeasible or at least it doesn't me. It doesn't make any sense to try to make it work just to say that you did. Unless you have a vested interest in the space in which you are hosting Right. Uh, it's not of value to try and come in as an outside source like us mm-hmm. and say, hey, we want to bring people into this space. Yeah. Right. We don't own any spaces where we would have people be meeting. Right. 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 So we don't have a vested interest in the space to be bringing people into it. So it doesn't make sense for us to then go talk to people and say, Hey, can we bring a bunch of people into your space? Yeah. You know, and then like put those variables upon them. And that's the second part of that. So like, we haven't been able to do most of the main functions of the core values of the upstate coffee collective since 2020. Yeah. It's coming up on two years that we couldn't do the thing that we set out to do. And that's been tough. And it's made us like over time, there's been, it's been harder and harder to engage with something that isn't the thing we set out to do. Yeah. And so there's this question or there's this feeling of, well, you know, what do we pivot? Do we again, again, (laughs) you know, because we did it because you and I multiple times. I think you and I agree that like highlight roasts were really interesting. They're really fun. Yep. And uh, they were educational, but they were expensive. They were economically for viable for like the f- the initial release of them. Because once had- the novelty had kind of worn off, we were losing numbers. Yeah, yep. yeah. We hadn't gotten like we have some subscriptions still, right? We yep. still have our all day 80k. We have product that we launched. We have a lot of things that we were able to accomplish and make successful. Yep. But sustaining the success of those things and the effort that it requires uh, is something that it more you like i was saying you have to have a like the space in order to continue those operations like we're still out of a basement and a garage basically right now you know yeah and it it, it really comes down to money yes um of which we have little to none not much you know and we invested in some assets that we were really excited about that I think have like a long-term viability, right? We've got like I a agree. roaster now, you know, we've got this, um, how big is it? How big is that roaster? What? A roaster. Three kilo? No, it's one kilogram. One kilogram. Okay. Yeah. So it's, we have a one kilo roaster yep. that we are, uh, basically at this point just lending to Nick Fernia, mm-hmm. but it's an asset that we own that we have managed to like put in a place that it has access to gas yes and uh an experienced roaster to, to like give us tips yep um so like that value is still there yeah um but it yeah it just for what for the amount of work that we were putting in to like run a, a you know pseudo business where yeah. her uh we had to <clears throat> design develop order package ship yeah all, all these products um it it just yeah it, the, it wasn't turning out in a way that made me feel like it was worthwhile we both would need another 10 hours a week in order to operate upstate coffee collective as a proper business 
Yeah. Each of us would need another 10 hours a week to make a combined 20 hours to operate that business just yeah. to have it operate as like a small part-time business, right? Yeah, because it, it's not something coffee isn't something where like it's not like candles. It's not like we can make it and then it's there and it's waiting for someone to buy it, right? Right. Coffee is something that time is a variable and time is a, a speed bump. Time is an obstacle for you to overcome. Like if you're making it, you have to get it out the door. Yeah, you know, and if, if you're not like I'm, I deal with this on a weekly basis now, you know, like uh, I want to get stuff out the door for stacks right because every week, you know, because if you don't that uh, <clears throat> you have coffee that can go bad and not yeah. bad, but it, it, it I becomes, mean, luckily we don't have that problem. And anytime I create, you know, new business for coffee, we're we're adding coffee onto an order, which is good. Yes, they, but that's that's the other thing is they were already in a position, a position as a business in their like in their lifespan as a business stacks is at a point in it's like i would i guess we could say like a business maturity that it could bring on a person who's finding places for coffee to go you know and finding reasons to bring in more coffee and expand mm. you know like we aren't yeah. we're like we're right. still we're still like all right cool well uh you know like we're probably going to be talking about within the next couple of weeks like what bag of coffee are we going to buy and uh what what time are we going to dedicate to roast this coffee mm. and how are we going to get that out to people so that we can make money off of that bag of coffee that we bought? We actually have a, a, a pretty decent amount of green coffee. We Obviously, do. we have Still. the Zambia. We have like many, many kilos of the Zambia left because mm-hmm. we bought that in bulk from Nick. Yes, we did. But we have a bunch of samples to go through as well. Yeah. yeah. And then we have to figure out like, are we going to buy something? What are we going to do with it? How mm-hmm. does it make sense? Um, and we don't have uh we don't have f- like fluid cash right now no. to be putting into rebranding or doing any sort of expansion of a brand, you know? So anything else that we do, that's why I'm saying like, we need that extra 10 hours a week. Cause if we want to brand something, we're going to have to do that branding ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if we want to like find packaging for something, we're going to have to find that packaging and have the money for that. And like, that's the thing, like with small businesses and a lot of the ones that I'm seeing close now in 2022, it's just, it's been so long that the obstacles of the current state of the world have been in place, you know, obstacles including, but including, but not like limited to shipping costs going up, costs of resources going up, like inflation these things are going up and businesses aren't really growing that aren't existing in a space that's like, you know, high end production for like an Amazon warehouse or a target <laughs> warehouse or like really quick, uh, fast paced, you know, even health food. And we've got like, we don't have government stimulus anymore for, bu- for small businesses. Nope. And it, it's, yeah, it's definitely getting to a point I think where, businesses are we we thought that this was going to happen for a year yeah we thought a year max yeah things were going to be really bad especially for small business and remember we did that uh barista fund because like baristas had to get like temporarily laid off early on in the pandemic and so we like took whatever money we had in our bank account uh from meetups and we like delivered it and we thought it was a nice like, little yeah. thing to do. Yeah. We felt good. Yeah. Uh, but we thought that like that was a drop in the bucket that was going to eventually be filled by the rest of the community. And then like it was a one time thing. And then, you know, everything was going to bounce back. Yeah. And now we're two years in mm-hmm. and everybody's asking the same question, which is like, when, what, what does normal look like? When, yeah. when do things go back? And we don't know. 
Um, no. But I think the best thing that we can do as like coffee enthusiasts yeah. is to just continue to be curious and to continue to like support these businesses that we love mm-hmm. with our money. Yeah. Um, and for us, I think it's using our platform to draw attention to like new coffee companies or existing Agreed. coffee companies that are doing things differently. Yeah. Great example process. Yeah. You know, yeah. like pa- like when you can highlight incredible packaging, like a step forward or a creative sidestep mm-hmm. in the industry. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Another like, you know, to add on to what we're talking about, I've I've like I said, I'm like kind of deeper in the coffee industry than I've been before, you, you know, but in a way where some of the conversations that I'm having now, like I, you know, if I bring them up on the podcast, it's going to be more topical. I'm not even going to mention who I had them with and what specifically it was about. But like I was talking with, you know, a cohort of the coffee industry just the other day and we were talking about coffee prices and oh we're talking about what you have to buy for green in order to create a quality third wave coffee i mean whatever wave you want to call it i don't care how people subscribe you know ascribe it mm. uh but the you know both of us at the same time we're like well you know and what are you charging for that and like what it and it should probably be a dollar more and but you can't because like you know the right. certain prices that you're charging for wholesale for people to carry coffee so that you can hopefully you know continue moving what is the uh ever developing culture of modern coffee in this day and age forward uh you have to have a competitive price yeah it's a really really weird it's tough like balancing act yeah. you're trying to get things at a good price but you're also trying to get high quality things because you want people to value the quality that you bring yeah. but you also <laughs> need to make money on it so you can't charge too, too little, little but you also can't charge too much because then nobody will buy it. it's that's yeah. the hardest thing in business and in there commerce. still aren't yet enough people culturally speaking like this is more like you know, day, daily life culture, there still aren't enough people that know enough or care enough about quality coffee yeah. and what that looks and tastes and smells like to move that forward in an organic manner for the rest of the public, mm-hmm. right? Like the public life, like a lot of people are still very much, I want my coffee. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I this is my coffee that I get. I don't care, like, if it was made... I don't care how it was made. This is what I like, you know, great, and it yeah. costs me a dollar and that's all I'm willing to pay for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A great example is, uh, Kenzie, my wife is out with, uh, one of her friends right now at spot coffee, uh, mm-hmm. and you no know, shade on spot on spot. Right. But like, you know, they're a regular kind of second wave cafe, you yeah. know, and their coffee is, are they second? I don't even know. So I'll, well, let, I mean, I'll let you speak. For well, them. I mean, like, I, they're not third wave. No. Right. No, they're like, they're like, like an uncommon grounds kind of a place. Right. I mean, yeah. A better example I'd use is like Dunkin Donuts. Like this, the line is still into the road for Dunkin Donuts every day. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, people are buying more than just coffee, but isn't it kind of interesting though? Like I, I don't want to get too much on a tangent, but you've got like in my head anyways, the way that I differentiate is like three categories. There's like Dunkin Donuts, Starbucks. Yep. Which is this sort of which are in the same category? I don't care what people say. About agreed. That. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks <laughs> yeah. is here on the left hand side. Yep. Then you've got places like Spot Coffee, Uncommon Grounds, um, Coffee Traders mm-hmm. that like purport to be like 
third, third wave? wave. Yeah. But they're like third wave tier one yeah. in my eyes. And like third wave tier two is like crew coffee, touchy coffee, Jacob Alejandro, processed coffee. Yeah. Like the, the kinds of coffees that we, and I say we, were you going like to say Stacks? Were you going to say, because I work for Stacks. <laughs> and Stacks, <laughs> were you going to say Stacks <laughs> <Espresso> Bar? <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for you to say Stacks, bro. Those Dude, kinds of coffee. Yeah, well, companies. actually, I would, I would actually, um, I would, I'd go one further and I'd put Jacob and Alejandro in a category all their own anyway. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like uh, that's, that's top well, tier they're, and they're brewing coffee for you in a commercial space. That is like the top tier of homebrew that people get. They're giving you the coffee experience that they give themselves at yeah. home, which is better than I'm, I'll be honest with you. Like if, if I had a cafe, I don't know that I would be at that tier. <laughs> like, yeah, I would definitely be a tier down, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, yeah, you're hard pressed to like, to, they, They've got not obviously not only like the gear and the experience, but the love for yeah. the craft oh, yeah. and the perfectionism oh, yeah. that like you don't find in, in many other places. And because they don't roast their own coffee, like they're they're a multi roaster. Yep. They bring in um, passenger passenger main a lot of lot of passenger, but really good stuff and nomad. Right. Yeah. Oh, they they have nomad. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they have Nomad. Oh, they of have, course they have Nomad. They have a $9 yeah, 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 yeah. shot of espresso, buddy, and it's <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the thing, though, is like so many people would walk into there and go, $9 for a shot of espresso? I don't know what to tell you, but no. And right. like walk out. But like you, you know, people who are into coffee, and luckily there's enough in our community that can keep a business like that going because it's awesome, right? Uh, there's enough people who go in and they're like, $9 for this one? What's up with it? Yeah. You know, what's the like, experience tell me, like? Tell it's me gotta what's be, going it's on. It's got to be yeah. dope. And that gives Jacob and Alejandro the opportunity to provide you what they're really providing. Mm -hmm. Like, we, you know, like when you said, you said this coffee was expensive. I was like, no, the experience was expensive. Same thing at Jacob and Alejandro's. Like, it's going to cost you a little more, but it's an experience. It's not just a cup of coffee. And going back to my initial point, there's still a lot of people who are just having a cup of coffee. Mm. They're not having an experience in the morning and, that's okay. and that comes to, well, it's okay, but it also comes down to values. And so to an extent, I'm also going to say it's not okay because how you care about yourself and the things that you do and have on a daily basis mm. affects everything else that you do and have on a daily basis. Like where you slack off is where your slack begins and it only increases from there unless you are intentional. But I, in I, changing. I will say though that like cheaper coffee that people drink because it's coffee and when it's the morning you drink coffee and that's a mm -hmm. creature comfort right and it's not necessarily okay. it, in the way that i'm seeing it is it's like it's it's something that is familiar that you do every day mm -hmm. um and it tastes like you would expect it to taste yeah and you're just looking forward to it yeah i value flavor complexity yeah uh, story, mm -hmm. to, you know, terroir, all of that stuff. I value it because I understand it and because I have decided for myself that I value it. Okay. Other people put their energy into valuing other things. Yeah. So for me, if you don't like specialty coffee or you don't care to try specialty coffee, in my head, it's the same way mm -hmm. to wrap back around to like football, for instance, that like, there are people who love football, who love the complexity of it and all of it, all of the rules and all of the statistics and all of the players and their stories and, mm -hmm. and what they're good at, what they're bad at. And it's so much 
that I don't even want anything to do with it because it's, I can't get into, I don't have the mental energy to say that I'm going to get into all of it. Yeah. And I feel like people have that same kind of mentality towards coffee because they know it as something simple, just like I can put on any football game with any fucking team and yeah. I don't care what happens. Yeah. It's just no, it's just like familiarity and, and background noise. Yes. And for other people, they've got the, the jersey on and they know that this player is doing this and they maybe they've got fantasy on the side. Mm -hmm. And to me, they're one and the same. Okay. Any interest is one and the same. That's my okay. argument. That is my argument for not giving a fuck about especially coffee. I think you're correct about the interest. I think when it comes down to, I, I like this little back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I think when it comes down to like the way that I view that as being slack in a value is you are taking a luxury product that mm. you very well know could be better but is mishandled and mislabeled by giant corporations on a daily basis. And mm. you're saying, I'm going to take the mishandled, mislabeled. And once someone presents you with the information that it's mishandled and mislabeled, it's burnt. It doesn't taste as good. They're ruining flavor profiles. Not only that, they're buying things at a lower price point and ruining the entire market for everybody else, making things harder on a day-to-day -day basis. And you go, nah, I still want to spend a dollar on that. I want to spend a dollar of my money every day to invest in a system that's not helping the rest of the system it exists within i think that's slack in a value you you could argue if too, you're given that information you could argue and too then choose that, to do it you could argue that that entire um that entire sort of structure mm -hmm. is um based on racism and colonization you could also argue <laughs> yeah. that I mean, like the roots of it for sure right like, yeah so like no I'm, I'm completely with you from that standpoint it, it, that is that comes back to sort of our ethos yeah. as a business or a company or an organization upstate coffee collective yeah. being conscious consumerism yeah do you buy pepsi do I buy Pepsi? Yeah. Do you buy Pepsi? Do you buy like brand sodas that are just mass produced made out of a bunch of sugar and stuff? Like sometimes. do you really get into them? Yeah. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. Do you feel great when you buy them? No, no. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel think, great when I drink I it either. I, yeah. And I don't think people, I let me, I, I really do mean this. I don't think people should feel great about paying a dollar for bad coffee. From a place just because they think that that's their preference. Mm. Because I think if, and this is this is theory, right? Mm -hmm. This is me saying should and think. I think if given the opportunity to improve what is a global luxury product, well, pretty much a global luxury product, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if given the opportunity to improve it, everybody's answer would be, yeah, I want to improve that. Right. And if you go, cool, here's how you improve it. Don't give a dollar to Dunkin' Donuts every day. They would go, oh shit, I can't do that. Oh yeah, that's too and far. And that's where I'm getting at where like that to me, like that's, that's slack in a value because your value, if I ask you the correct questions, you're going to say, yeah, I want to improve that. I want it to be better. Yeah. You mean it can be better? Yeah. Hell yeah. I want it to be better. Here's how it can be better. It's the same thing that happens like, um, in the gym, right? Mm -hmm. I give advice to two dudes on a weekly basis. Like we're going to the gym. We're doing everything that we can. And I can't tell you how many times they come in. They go, I didn't take your advice, man. I know that I should have taken it. I don't feel good about it. Let's work. Out. And you know, I'm nice. I'm kind, like, I'm not going to be 
a douche right about them like coming in and feeling bad about the choices that they made on the weekend because they maybe did like didn't follow the diet that they said they were going to follow because they have different goals in the gym they have values right mm-hmm. i'm presenting them with information that increases their value in the realm of physical fitness and wellness right yeah. and then they go out and they don't take the advice and they come back in and they feel bad about it and i feel like and i'm not saying people should feel bad i'm just saying you shouldn't feel great mm. about making choices that create slack in value yeah no i believe me from from a (laughs) from a baseline (laughs) standpoint i completely agree with you and i don't actually even have a counterpoint it what it what it brings up is i win (laughs) (laughs) no what it brings what it brings up is like (laughs) another question that like like digs us down the rabbit hole even oh let's do it which is generally Mm -hmm. it seems that everything that we consume as a, as a species or as a culture has get into it. Yeah. yeah, Has inherently issues Mm -hmm. and yeah, you want to Oregon trail this motherfucker. Like, (laughs) okay. Right. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, for instance, I go to the grocery store to a supermarket. Yeah. And I buy oranges in December Mm -hmm. that are from Florida. Yep that had to get shipped here and burn a bunch of fossil fuels so that I can eat oranges in December. Yeah. Another example. I go over to the meat section. I pick up a chicken breast. Uh I'm participating in a, in a, in a, a culture in factory farming where there are chickens being shoved into all these cages. Arguably worse than any other industry that exists. Okay. Go on. And, and (laughs) I love chicken and I, and I cook it and I make it into my meals and it's something that I, you know, I like meat. Um, am I willing to cut down on meat to better the planet? Sure. Is the pessimist in me saying that that's doing nothing for the, for the world because so many, because I'm a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So like there is always a way that we can be better anywhere in any set, in any category. Mm -hmm. Um, to from composting to recycling to this, there's a pessimist view of everything, and the 100%. question is, what do you do about it? Just be an optimist and make better choices. That's, I mean, that's I that's my answer. Yeah, that's my answer. You know that though, right? Like I'm continually trying to make better choices all the time. Yeah, and sometimes that's hard, and sometimes I don't. You know, like uh, uh full disclosure. You know, I eat. I try when I go to the store still when I go to the store by myself mm-hmm. vegan yep. like my cart is vegan and it's not because I walk around the store thinking what can I buy that's vegan I'm just picking the things that I've created a value around mm. but it's because I've continually made healthy decisions right right I've made decisions that I know are better in the long run for me than the short term you know like I'm not just picking something because it's what I was raised on and I it's what is like my brain says delicious like I'm I'm picking things that actually are tasty to me and have become tastier over time because of the way that I've learned how to prepare them and things like that right yeah does everybody have that luxury no but like we don't have to put every qualifier on every single thing I think ultimately everybody has areas in their life in which they apply uh like they apply value and places where they allow slack to value. And if you find those, if you're asking yourself that question and then you're following it up with the question, do I want to be better? Your answer is pretty much always yes. Right. And so I'm not saying that like there isn't a pessimist view or that everybody needs to be an optimist and go out and like speak with their wallet tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is like, 
if you ask yourself that question or ask you, if you're asking yourself questions that lead to an answer that's I, I would have to change a behavior in order to like put my actions where my words are right now currently what I'm thinking into action you you should maybe yeah you should you should maybe do it you know like and ultimately we do speak with our wallets in yes. a, in an increasingly globally capitalist society like the global society is still by and large capitalist so the thing that you can speak with action wise is your wallet right so where you are investing the money that you earn on a weekly basis is part of what you like that's your feedback loop with society at large you know, yeah. so if you're going out there and you're buying the cheapest coffee as often as you can, you're investing in the system that allows for the cheapest coffee. Yeah. If you're going out there and you're treating it like the luxury drug that it is and you're buying higher quality experiences, you're speaking with your wallet and saying, I want an experience and that's what I value in life. I value experience over qual or over um like a uh, cheap like convenience uh, yeah i yeah i value experience over convenience sure right you're saying that and you're saying it every time and actions really do speak louder than words we know that like yeah. we can say it all day yeah. and that's where i think part of your argument like your question that digs us down the rabbit hole goes is like yeah there's a pessimistic viewpoint but those are just words right, and right? The, but the question is really where does it end or like because i again always and this is just my brain i always want to be i want to go to the the nth degree mm -hmm. of perfection is the wrong word but the nth degree of um uh, like i don't know success or like i great example is like i learned that you know we put millions and millions of tons of garbage into landfill every year and that yeah. recycling is a great way to offset it um but also recycling is very perfect. imperfect yeah. it's you know our we don't great example we don't uh in america actually recycle cardboard we what? we sh we there's cardboard bins we take what that cardboard about? so the the cardboard shows up uh -huh. at recycling facilities okay Maybe there's a percentage of that recycling or the, a percentage of that cardboard that they can do something with. Okay. The rest of it, they put on a ship and send it to India and China. No longer China. China won't accept it anymore. Uh -huh. And then they do things with it. Usually burn it. What? Yeah. Yep. They burn card. So wait. So we're taking the cardboard uh -huh. and we send it halfway around the world uh -huh. to be burnt pretty much or whatever they wow. decide to do with it but often they burn it because they have excess but i mean like it's <clears throat> being shipped halfway across the world uh -huh. to be burnt yes yeah see like when i'm presented with that information i'm like okay well and then i the ask way, myself how do i change my behavior so that i can like speak properly for that and really like the tough answer is like when it comes to changing behaviors at the point that we're at in right. a 
now postmodern globally capitalist society, the answer very often is uh, frugality. It really is. People don't buy, want the answer is you buy don't less. want that. And people don't want to buy less. They want no, to buy more. No, you want. Yeah, you want to have every streaming service with every possible thing that you could ever watch ever on it. You know, like yeah. I'm and, and I'm not discluding myself from that i love spotify yeah you know yeah. like i have everything i could ever want to listen to and sometimes the curse of options is what prevents me from listening to music and right and spotify <laughs> pays all of their artists slave wages oh horrible it's, terrible yeah it's so and i love music and i love music <laughs> and their service is great they've got it all i so know it's, again oh. it's just like every decision that we can possibly make to try to be better has some sort of antithesis drawback. or drawback yeah. so i've started to compost and composting is pretty great you know and i and, and i it's a local small business shout out um shout out you just said her name like five minutes ago well i know whitney but i'm trying yeah. to remember what's the name of her loving earth loving, loving earth, earth compost loving earth shout loving out earth. Shout out Whitney at Loving Earth Compost. Yeah. If anybody in the upstate upstate New York region, if you, this is not an ad. This is just straight up like I use her service. I pay $30 a month mm -hmm. and she or one of her employees comes and picks up a bucket that has a, you know, like a, a compostable liner in it that you drop your compost in. Yeah. Uh, once every other week, she comes and picks it up and replaces it with a clean bucket she composts all that shit for you yeah and turns it into well compost like soil yeah and then at the end of every year this is really cool because i just got my letter like a few weeks ago you get a bag of compost for free because you know it's part of whatever part of what you gave to mm -hmm. the to the compost pile uh and then like a summary of like here's how much like here's how much you offset this year, like this many tons of uh, CO2 into the, uh, into the atmosphere and this many tons of, or pounds of garbage that went to landfill and, yeah. and they equivalate it, they equivalate it, they equate it to like, you know, <laughs> they, they equate it to like, uh, you know, your car's driving on the highway, like how, how many miles a car would have driven on the highway to yeah. produce that things like that. Really, really, really cool. Um, highly recommend. I mean, if you have $30 a month to spend, to spare, yeah, dude, it's just another way that you can help the environment and local business. Yep. So, and then on top of that, if you got like a garden in your backyard, you can compost on your own too. You, you can, can double dip. You can. It just, that, yeah. it just, it's a lot more work. I thought about composting it's myself, a lot of work. but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta till turn and you gotta, right. You gotta turn it. It smells. Yeah. It does smell just way easier. It does smell. Yeah. I, I, there's probably a lot of HOAs that would not allow that. Right. <laughs> right. And that's why we need Whitney. And yeah. Whitney needs grants. I say it every time I think about her. Is yeah. She just like, we need systems put in place that reward that type of forward thinking. You know, yeah. because that's where we're at, you know. Like, yeah, she you know. should be subsidized by the government. 100%. Like. 100%. What? Yeah. yeah. But she's not yet. I because there's as not far systems as I know. in place that reward that kind of forward-thinking behavior. Here's here's where it all comes down to. What it all comes down to this episode is I I need to go to law school and eventually like get into politics and start changing some of these things mm. and, and applying extra tax Dunkin' Donuts and specifically less tax Dunkin' and subsidi subsidies to uh, mom and pop coffee shops that can prove that they're doing the right thing. That's nice. what we're doing. Yeah, we're gonna put and then and then I'm gonna get real. Uh, I'm gonna become the thing that I hate and get real tyrannical about it. Right. Mm. And then everyone's going to be looking for the, for the quick out. Yep. Yep.
Yeah, I know we went on <laughs> this very ranty episode, but I, I think, yeah, it's just cool to kind of take a look at the markets, right? Yeah. The the our our um economy mm-hmm. and see how it's unfolded, see how things have sort of like fallen apart during the COVID, during the, the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And I wonder what's next. Here's here's a real tough love statement. Like we are the first world. So ultimately the tough answers that we keep talking about, like coming around to, like mm-hmm. when you're asking yourself questions about values and how to change behavior to prove your value, mm. you're not just proving it to yourself. You're proving it to everybody who doesn't have the luxuries that the first world has. 100%. And that's the toughest thing is like, yeah, the responsibility is on us in the first world mm-hmm. who are just slightly inconvenienced by putting our money where our mouth is or our actions where our words want us to go. It's slightly inconvenient for me to, when I get groceries every week <clears throat> delivered to my house, by the way, <laughs> yes, saw that <laughs> yep. today. had to, I, I have to find my food that has expired that I want to throw out. Mm-hmm. And instead of throwing it out, I need to separate it and mm-hmm. then put it in a bin. And that bin can be smelly mm-hmm. when I open it up. Slightly inconvenient. Slightly inconvenient. Better for the planet, not a huge deal. People are still like walking miles to a well to get water for their for their like families. Yeah, and you don't need to think about that every time. Like I said, we don't need to apply every qualifier to every scenario, but, but it's good to know that. It's and good it's to have good to that th- perspective. Yeah, it's good to have perspective. And I think only good things come from uh, asking yourself, where are my values on a regular basis? And then answering it with all right cool so what am i going to do about it yeah yeah what am i going to do about it what am i going to do about it what are you going to do about it this week order coffee from ireland yes you are (laughs) (laughs) that's what i uh no uh this week i'm gonna you know i'm gonna keep going to the gym keep giving people really good advice in the gym yep uh i'm going to oh what else am i going to do this week Oh, I'm getting rid of a couple like subscriptions this week. Are you? Yeah, because I'm not using them and yeah. I just got a new book and I and I, I have like three others that I want to read right now. So I've got like a backlog and I never have a backlog of reading because usually I say I want to read this book and I read it and I'm done and I move on to the next one. Right. Right. But now I have a backlog and I was like, all right, well, what are the distractions that are going to this is I've actually been doing this. This is funny that we're doing this podcast now. Um, so I asked myself the question, like, what are the distractions I have? Yeah. That I'm paying for. What am I paying for that distracts me? Wow. Uh, and the answer was uh, I could get rid of my Amazon Prime account mm-hmm. because I don't need it because everyone around me has one anyway. Yep. Uh, I don't have anything that I want to watch on it right now. I have things that I would prefer to read rather than watch something. Um, so I'm going to get rid of that. So yeah. that's gone. That's 10 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month, right? Uh, $99 a year or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is like gone. Get rid of that. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Um, how do we make him less rich? And then like, uh, I don't think I need Netflix. So probably getting rid of that. And you know, like I'm sure there'll be something that pops up that makes me go, okay, I'll buy it for a month. Right. You know, but don't need it. Got a backlog of books. I want to read now. Um, yeah, and that's it. And like, you know, I'm going to keep 
keep buying my veggies at the store. I buy keep so many veggies. veggies. I, know. I love all of them so much. Brandy's kids are so sick of my veggies. I bet <laughs> they take up like I I've started like creating. It's not fully complete yet, but I have my own section of the fridge now mm. that's slowly forming. That's like lettuce and like broccoli and like there's I have stuff in the crisper, but then I've also got like my own little section of veggies that's forming uh, and growing over yeah, time. Yeah. And I, I, now that Brandy is working closer to home, I'm actually like, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to start making my meals again, like in advance because I have time now. Right. So I'm going to start like prep cooking my meals and like my answer to the kids when they ask like, what's for dinner? I'm going to be like, well, you know, we have the things that you guys like. I have meals prepared so I can make, I can make whatever for you guys now. Right. But like, for the past month, I was eating like what the kids ate with mm. them because I was taking care of them a lot. Yep. And it was not good for an adult. <laughs> like, what I can tell it? you that. Like, uh, I mean, you know, we had pizza and noodles and pasta and like all the things that I'm not normally cooking for myself on the regular. Right. I'm normally like rice and veggies and tofu and eggs and like, you know, stuff like that. Like, and a lot of it's like real quick to cook, real quick done with it. Like, mm -hmm. Um, but we have, you know, you, when you're making stuff for kids and I get this for parents, like they're making a meal for the family and they want to make something that makes their kids happy. Right. But they also need to make something for themselves and they don't want to make two dinners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? So like you end up, you end up making the thing that's quick, which is like, you know, pizza or like tomato pie. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, it's the things that the kids want. You want, you got chicken nuggets and french fries and like i've got my veggie nuggets but that's dude, still not that good for you dude kenzie and i sometimes we laugh sometimes we eat like children yeah. like she'll make a frozen meal that's like you know broccoli cheddar noodles yeah. and i'll have like craft macaroni and cheese yeah. or like cereal for dinner mm -hmm. but three times a week usually we cook dinner together either she'll cook or i'll cook this yeah. week i'm doing a stir fry mm-hmm uh, sh I've got, I've made, oh dude, now that it's like winter, I make a soup like yep. once a, every couple of weeks. I've got soup. Yep. <sighs> and soup is so good, man. Yeah. It's just so full of nutrients and mm. I can tell you eating what kids eat on the regular for the past month. I lost my six pack for the first time in my adult life ah. and, was like, and like, and it's like, it's not as defined as I would like it to be, which is for me, that's a personal thing. Yeah. You know, that's, uh -huh. I, I like to have one. So I was like, I, I was thinking about it the other week and I was like, okay, well, what are the things that I can take away from my schedule that give me the time that I need to do the things that I need to do so I can get that back. Right. To? So I'm on like my journey right now is like, get rid of the distractions, mm -hmm. read my backlog of books, get rid of the things that are taking time from me and make the meals that allow me my six pack back and I'll be in, I'm in a healthy place already. Like just, but I'll be in a healthier place because I'll, I'll feel more well, right. You know, my wellness factor goes up and yeah. for me, quality of life is like, it's everything. Yeah. Let's, let's, um, let's wrap this episode up with a rating of our meds. How's mm -hmm. that? How are our meds? Uh, apart from a cat waking me up, I am superb lately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I, ch bi one final, one final little tidbit. I changed the way that I was looking at social media because I'm doing it for stacks now. Right. Um, 
And at first I kind of hemmed and hawed at it. And then I realized I could change my perspective because it's for work. Yep. And I don't, I still don't care for social media a ton. Um, yeah. which is tough to say as someone who wants to interact with a group of people. And the best way to do that is on social media. Actually, Gary V, your boy just said that that's the greatest opportunity that anybody living right now has is to interact with people on social media, Totally, which is, that's a good take, right? Yeah, he's right. a smart dude. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, but I had to change my perspective on it and put a positive spin on it for myself. Mm. Um, but other than that, I mean, meditation, yep. I'm getting it. I've uh, been listening to music while I do the dishes yep. and like using that as it's a monotonous activity. So I'm just doing dishes and listening to like my music and that's meditative. Mm. You know, it's quiet. I yeah. have my own space that I'm in. Um, my exercise is awesome. Yep. Exercise is great. I'm that's in the good. gym early in the morning every day. Uh, and then diet past month's been rough. Right. Been eating kid food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't too great. Uh, but it's getting better. Mm. And then uh, sleep is, apart from a cat waking me up, has been That's good. good. I get seven hours, man. Seven yeah. is good. Seven's good? Yep. Six and a half is fine. Seven's good. Eight is like almost required for me. If I get uh, seven and a half, uh, I can do seven to eight. Eight is preferable. Sometimes more than eight, too. I, don't notice, I sleep for a lot. I don't notice the difference between seven and eight, so that's why I say seven's good. Mm. Uh, eight is still like, you know, that's the standard recommended for everybody. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't notice the difference between seven and eight. So, Well, what I want to do is there's a there's a, um, a bio tracker called Aura, the Aura Ring. Mm -hmm. um, I want to pick one of those up because I, number one, think they're just so fucking cool and they're like integrating a lot more uh, software into them yeah. soon. But at least for now, like they track your sleep pretty accurately. Sometimes it doesn't do well, okay. I guess. But uh, in okay. general, track your sleep really well. I'm interested to know how am I different how uh, well stages. Are you sleeping? Yeah, my different stages yeah. of sleep. What do they look like? Because maybe I need eight because I don't get to REM sleep until really, really early in the morning. Yeah. Like really close to me. Sleep. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let's see. So, so meditation has been pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I actively meditate. I don't count passive meditation personally because I, I really get the, I see the benefits when From I actively meditate. actively meditate. I do too. And I, sh if I, if I'm counting active meditation and being honest with you, my meditation is okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I have a, <clears throat> I have a recurring to do item on my to do list mm -hmm. every single day that is meditate and sleep mm -hmm. or sorry, meditate and, yeah. and exercise. Yeah. Penny's come to say hello. She's finally, she's Penny, finally born. We gave this Penny, is how we know we need to end. Yeah. We gave Penny a busy bone yep. and, and she's done with it. She's very done she's with done it. She's done with it. <laughs> um, Meditation's been pretty good. Uh, I get active meditation about two to three times a week. I want more. Mm -hmm. And it just, it all it takes is me like realizing it's 10 minutes and to stop what I'm doing and go put it aside. Uh, exercise, probably two times a week, not nearly enough, but it's something that I'm getting back into. I've been feeling sore again, which is great. You know, from just like I've been lifting weights again because I, I was doing almost exclusively cardio during the summer. Yeah. Now I'm back to lifting weights a little bit and I've been really enjoying it. Uh, uh, diet. Uh, better than usual, actually. Um, being a little bit better about my portion sizes and my like when I eat, you know what I mean? And what I'm eating when I'm eating. So 
less heavy carbs, um, less overeating, less snacking. And then sleep has actually been really good. Sleep is always really good for me. Sleep's easy. Um, okay. Penny, would you like to... Uh, she loves it. Oh, she loves it. You got, it. you got anything else to say for us, Penny? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, hey, what's your jam? Oh, um, my jam lately has been... Um, let me pull up my Spotify. I'm actually big into podcasts right now. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I've been listening to... Let me see... Oh, dude. Okay. Um, John Stewart's back. Whoa. Yeah. And he's He's got got, a podcast. He's got a podcast that's related to his Apple TV show. The problem with John Stewart. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. And um, that's the big one is because he's funny, right? It's still comedy, but it's topical political commentary. Love John Stewart. So funny. And he he has gotten more um, more what's the word staunch staunchly is that a word yep he's more staunchly progressive and like outspoken outspoken about like corporations versus working people good for him and it's really really great and he's really he's so well informed and he's so uh he asks the right questions and because he's so famous he gets great guests and they're always people that are counter you get a call and they say john stewart wants to talk to you like absolutely i'll drop everything yeah we're talking like jamie diamond the the um ceo of um that big bank uh jp morgan jp morgan chase yeah people like that who are capitalist yeah corporate kind of people cool and he asked them good questions questions big questions nice. so that's been great what about you what's like your that. jam uh i've been listening i don't i don't know where it came from but just it's been metal music every single day yeah of my life for like the past three weeks i don't know what happened but something in my brain like i heard a song and my brain was just like we're gonna listen to a lot of metal cool this january yeah and like heavier metal than i've ever listened to and my jam is this song called i have to escape mm-hmm. by enterprise earth okay and it is I'll, I'll play it for you after we're done it is the the sound in the beginning of it it's two chords and they are so low and dissonant yeah. it just it like it's like the sound that like evil things in lord of the rings make you know it's like just heavy heavy metal okay. and it, yeah and i love it like i can't get enough of it right now it's so funny because i'm like smiling and bopping my head in the car you know and people are probably driving by like oh what's that guy listening to duran duran and it's just like my car's just like dun, 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 dun. you're on you're yeah. on the way to murder or someone you know <laughs> and you're so excited Opposite when i'm listening to metal man if i'm listening if i'm on a pop kick murder spree is about to happen oh metal music opposite i'm happy no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it yeah right uh anything else you got anything any, any final things you can tell people to drink process one more time <laughs> dude please it's so good go buy process yeah process no that's it um cool. glad glad to be back glad to talk to you my buddy yeah glad to see that you're healthy and happy and yeah. you've moved in with your lovely girlfriend she's awesome and yep. let's get some cool people on the podcast and keep talking about coffee let's do it all right peace